So the first TV show on this year's roster is from. I had this had come to my attention during its first season, and I never actually was able to sit down and actually give it a shot. And I was thinking that the second season had just come out this past summer. Why not, you know, sit down and try to give this show a chance? And I did last month before uh, Halloween, and I was not disappointed. It is it is exactly what I was expecting it to be, and I kind of am a little, little upset that I waited so long. But then again, I'm also happy I waited so long because I got 20 episodes instead of 10, and I didn't have to wait a year because I'm kind of like that. I don't like... Waiting, you know, I don't like waiting till the next week for an episode. I'll usually straight up wait until a season of a show is over and then I'll watch all of it right right away, back to back. All 22 episodes of a show, 10 episodes of a show, how many ever, however many episodes there are. I'm waiting till the end of a season and I'm watching it straight through. So the fact that I was able to speed through 20 of these and I'm that anxious for more to come out, I don't believe it's starting until, I think it started filming, but I don't think it's coming out until late next year. Uh, or early into 2025, which honestly I'm okay with because this is a tremendous show. I don't know where this came from or what it's based on. I don't believe it's really from anything. It's created by this guy, John Griffin. I don't know who John Griffin is. Uh, it is originally released on Epics, which eventually moved into MGM+. Of course, everything's got a streaming service now, right? And the premise of the whole show is... You have this group of people who are stuck in what is like a sort of mystical town in a way where people get subverted off of their uh, their, tra- their trails, wherever they're going, like wherever they're traveling. They are subverted into this road that leads to the town. And then once they go through the town, that's it. They're stuck and nobody can escape. And there's very little resources and then at night, these human-like creatures come out, and if you aren't indoors, where they have these little medallions, you can get slaughtered and eaten by these humanoid creatures. Now, I don't want to say, like, humanoid to the sense that they look human. I say to the sense that there's sort of this uncanny valley-ness to them that is meant to be represented, where they are sort of human but still also creatures, so they're just walking around like normal people, and that's the point, that's how they hunt, it's to confuse you, so you think they're, re- they're real people, but if you don't believe the the people that are already there and have been there trying to survive, then you wouldn't know, and you'd, be, and you'd succumb to the tactics they use to kind of hunt and eat people that show up in the town, and they only show up at night. They don't specify that they're vampires or anything. They're just creatures. They don't necessarily even just eat blood. They they literally just rip out the organs and they eat everything on the inside. I've never seen uh, when a person had died in the show them getting decapitated or missing limbs. They literally just burrow the inside and rip out all the organs and eat all that stuff. Whoever they are, whoever these creatures are, because the thing is, even two seasons into it, it's never explained. And that's one of the things that I think is so intriguing about the show is that it has so much going on and nothing is explained, yet you still want to follow along to see what the next thing's going to be. So it opens up to us on this family who's the newest addition to the town. 
And they show up, and of course, everybody who's already there knows they have to eventually get them to stop their car, get them to understand what's happening, and kind of lead them into the idea of what their way of life is now going to be. So you're introduced to the family at first, and the, the, the family gets into this sort of accident with these other two guys, and it causes a little bit of a a little bit of a hectic moment where they're trying to you know save the family's little boy, uh, make sure they're all you know still alive when they try to get back to the town because of course sun's going down you know all the drama you could imagine it's all happening all at once. So after all that's settled, the the father of the family kind of goes into you know survival mode because he's sort of an engineer, so he's kind of trying to figure out how to get out of it. And now one of the guys, the only guys who survives in the other car, who's also brand new, he didn't. He doesn't believe it the first day. He thinks it's all a joke. He's a, It's a game that his rich buddies set up for him. And then eventually he leads into the idea that he's believing it too. And he's this genius billionaire tech mobile who sold his company for like billions of dollars. And of course is mad because now he's stuck in a town where he can't have any of his money. So you have these two big brain people who have finally come into the equation trying to kind of help navigate and see if they can figure a way out. And that's what the entire premise of the first season is. Also building, you know, character development, introducing us to all these different characters, introducing us to different things that take place in this sort of town, even though it stretches a couple of miles into some mountains, but nobody ever really travels there because... There's no shelter, as far as they know. There's no way to keep track of if they're safe at night. And the the town is split into two separate areas where you have the townspeople who live on the Strip and some people who live and share things in this big house on a hill. Now, the Strip people, they are run by the sheriff of the town, who's played by Harold Perrineau. And if you don't know who Harold Perrineau is, you obviously didn't grow up with Leonardo DiCaprio's Romeo and Juliet. That's another reason why I was kind of really into this show, because I get really interested when I see him in movies, because I think he's a really good actor. So he stars as the sheriff of the town in question, and he's probably the most... I guess, not sophisticated, but like the the highest level of survival tactics because he used to be a Marine, but now he's also, he is afraid that he's suffering from early Parkinson's disease and he has a backstory from when he first showed up, which you don't really, see, I watched them all in one big mesh, so I can't remember if you learn about how they got there and what it was like for them until the second season. I want to say you don't because I feel like it's already after the fact that he comes back. Because the way the season ends is the last two episodes are all about him journeying into the forest with a medallion that is meant to keep them safe when they're enclosed to kind of try to discover the the way out of this nightmare they're all experiencing. And while he's doing that, the two smart dudes that showed up at the beginning of the season, they're building this radio tower because they think they can talk to people on the outside. And it ends in this big cliffhanger that leads into the second season, and then... So much other stuff happens in the second season. Like, it's just, if you haven't given the show a shot, I'm really nervous about giving too much, which is why I just want this little foundation for you to have. Because just what I've explained is very much, I want to say maybe it's like 30% of that first season. There's obviously, uh, at least 30 to 40% is all character development. Understanding the characters, understanding where they all play and the role they all play and the building of, you know, 
why this guy now decides it's time to to go into the forest and venture out to see how they can escape. You learn about you know his wife and how she died while they were there, and then at the very end, you know it's it's basically just them. But at the very end, this bus shows up, and this busload full of people is just one brand new big smorgasbord that's going to happen, and they have to try to 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 get them in order. So the second season starts off with that incident that's happening as well as what's happening with um, the sheriff while he goes out into the into the woods and what happens to him when he's trying to escape the things he faces in the woods because he's starting to get like not attacked but he's starting to get worried about him going too deep and realizing he might have made a mistake. So he's worried about that, and you have the other people in the town worry about this busload for the people, and you're talking 40 people they have to try to control, and night's coming, you know, and then the tower breaks. The tower that they try to build to communicate to the outside world, that breaks down, so they're totally out of hope, and there's just... It just has so much going on. It's one of those shows where I think a lot of people who really loved Game of Thrones would be really into. Now, I didn't like Game of Thrones at first. It took me... I think by the time season three or four was about to come out and me and my wife, were, we had just started dating and she was really into it and she got me into it because she was able to sit there and explain things to me. I'm hoping that I'm explaining a little bit to you, but what you have to go into this expecting is you're not going to understand a lot and that's what the show tries to build up. Like I still don't understand a lot of things and I'm somebody who's talking about I just watched it. It's embedded in my memory to an extent because there are still things that I don't understand about what's happening, and there are still questions I have. I don't even know if they they can go much further with some of the questions I got after season two because there are so many new things they introduce and so many, like, like waves they open, and it just keeps crashing here and there, and it's just, what are we going to do when it comes to not having answers to certain things that they might leave there? Because they can't answer everything. There's just so much going on that they really can't answer everything. If they can, I swear to God, John Griffin, you better start writing way more than just this show. Because if you're able to explain literally everything after all the shit you put into this show, kudos to you, my brother. Kudos to you. I will watch whatever you put out there if you make it as good and as intriguing as this show is.